Okay, we're going to have to record a short disclaimer here. If there are parents listening with their children in the room and they are under the age of 10, Rob's about to spill the beans on Santa Claus. That's right. Welcome to AT Banter, the podcast where we discuss anything and everything regarding the world of assistive technology. With our hosts, Steve Barkley, Rob Minot, and Ryan Fleury. Now, let's banter. Hey, and welcome to a very special episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Jingle, 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 jingle. Yeah, where's your jingle sticks? I forgot my jingle bells. Yeah, we don't have jingle sticks this year. Oh, crap. What? Did you... I had something for this show and I forgot to bring it. Oh, jeez. Damn it. Pots. Oh, well, next show. Ah. Well, uh, so if, if for anyone who doesn't know yet, haven't clued in by reading the episode description, this is our annual Christmas episode. Ho, ho, ho. Second annual. Stop driving through the East End. That is your dog. It is, yeah. He's not happy. No, it's because you guys are down here. Is it? Yeah. He doesn't usually do that. He wants your attention. Well. Stop ignoring my dog. Poor Muffin. <laughs> yeah, poor Muffin. You can't. As, as a wise man once said, you can't always get what you want. That's true. But if you try sometimes, you get what you need. <laughs> Actually, it's Mick Jagger's birthday today. Did you know that? Is it? Did not know that. Yeah. I don't even know what the date is. I don't, even, I don't I know. I know it's Monday. 18th. 18th. I don't know how old he is, but... No, he's got to be like 73, 74. Think so? Like Jagger? That old? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really, I think that's I. I, I figured he was eighty. No, no, not he's quite. not that old. Ask Google. Steve is. Hey, Google. How old is Mick Jagger? Mick Jagger is seventy-four years old. Nice. Look at that. Look at that, eh? And didn't he just have a kid again? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Good for him. Spawn of Satan. <laughs> Now that's a Christmas miracle, right there. What the spawn of Satan? Forget the whole. No, forget the no, whole. Mick Jagger Jesus having thing. another kid at seventy-four. Now that's immaculate conception, because that certainly wasn't him. <laughs> 70, immaculate contraception. It's, yeah, it's seventy-four. Uh, anyways, we've digressed already. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, I don't know what do we do. Okay, so I guess we should preface this by saying we don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> for for the for anyone who's not familiar with last year's episode, and is maybe expecting some um, a regular episode full of at tidbits and an interview with somebody in the field or anything else of relevance. You're wrong. You're you're in the wrong episode. Yeah, uh, we're yeah, not going to be terribly disappointed. Yes, we're just gonna we're we're just flying by the seat of our pants on this episode. We're gonna we have some presents we're gonna open. Uh, we're gonna talk some Christmas talk, and uh, you know we'll throw in a few things that uh, came up last week. Maybe, maybe, maybe Steve will sing a Christmas song. Maybe unlikely. <laughs> uh, we'll probably talk about our Christmas party last night. Actually, that's why don't we why don't we start with that? So we had a Christmas party last night. Yes, we did. And you know what? I think, and Suze, we discussed it over breakfast this morning, I think it's one of the best ones we've had. That's nice when they're quiet and cozy. It was quiet. It was just, you know, it was the the principals and spouses. And it was, I mean, we had a sit-down meal. Everybody brought something. 
and it was, I mean, it wasn't loud, it wasn't boisterous. I had a great time. I had a great time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I like the quiet ones. And as a bonus, our family will be eating salad for the next 750 years. <laughs> yes, they will. Because Ryan and Linda didn't take their leftovers home. <laughs> Hope you like potato salad. Holy God. Seriously, your, your wife made enough potato salad to feed our entire neighborhood. Uh, it was, yeah, we had... We feed the neighborhood we, then. We, yeah, yeah, we, I've already given away some of the salad to the neighbor. Okay. Okay, well, let's set this up because for, for people who aren't there, which was the rest of the world, uh, we it was a potluck, so everybody kind of brought stuff. It, and it was a very uh, eclectic a combination of foods, I must say. So so someone someone outlined the menu that we... That we had well, the top top of the menu was um, roast beef. Um, then we had Yorkshire puddings. Yorkshire and York, roast beef and Yorkshire puddings. Okay, that goes well. Okay, that's okay. Good. We had um, pork ribs. Okay, that's a bit bit of an odd combo. We had prawns. Again, weird. We had well, that was an appy. Multiple salads. Yeah, we had a, there was a potato salad and then there was a, a green salad with berries, uh, strawberries, and blueberries, and a Greek salad. And there was a Greek salad. And then there was apple pie, apple crumble, and blueberry pie? Yep. So, I don't know what's outlandish about that. It's not outlandish, it's just an odd combination of foods. I think some of our Facebook group was surprised to hear, though, that uh, there was no tequila brought out. No That's tequila. True. There was no tequila. I there was even, no heavy liquor at all, hard yeah, liquor at we, all. We, I, I don't even have any in the house. Yeah, we, we behaved tequila. ourselves. Oh, you knocked it off of your um, party, your birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, it was a very nice evening, very nice time. Uh, we didn't break anything. No. We didn't get into the hard liquor. Nope. So, so, so all in all, it, it wasn't successful. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> we all went no home one, sober. <laughs> yeah, no one threw up. I don't know. Man. Nobody passed out, fell over, picked nope. up a new nickname. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Um, Hey, you know what? Maybe that's what made it special. Could be. Uh, You know, we haven't really even said who the hell we are yet. Haven't we? No. So. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'll splice this in the beginning. You mean there's new people listening to this episode? Well, you never know. There might be. This might be somebody's first (laughs) listen to the podcast, and they're like, what is this? (laughs) I bet they're disappointed as right now yeah i'm so sorry uh, yeah. like, what eight what uh no i should say i am robin o and today i am joined by steve barkley hey there i am joined by ryan flurry you rob and i'm joined <laughs> by <laughs> coffee hold on <laughs> you need to stop licking the cat or scarf up that fur ball or something carry on uh and mr <laughs> Rick Chant. The daggers are flying. <laughs> it's Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all. Oh, it's the time of the year when everyone's travels disappear. I really everyone smiles from ear to ear. Christmas, Christmas is here. <laughs> I really do feel like it's. It doesn't feel like Christmas without the jingle sticks. Well, not, we lost the jingle sticks. I know. Didn't we? Not. To, yeah, I think we did. Yep. The TD Bank has them somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> because rest assured, they're not in the mess no, of crap that I brought home. It's sad. Terrible. But uh, we might have to make some more. Could do. Yep. Yeah, we'll have to make them for next year. It's we'll not have, like we'll it's have not actual. like they're high end. Well, you know what you could do, Rob. 
What? You could just go to last year's episode and splice in. The jingle that's, sticks on. Jingle sticks. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, there you go. All right, never mind, everybody. Yeah, we have jingle sticks here. <laughs> the magic let, of... <laughs> let me play them for you. That's jingle, right. jingle, jingle. Perfect. Wow, that was awesome, Rob. Thanks. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you guys are sick, I tell you. Oh, yeah. So uh, let's start. Okay, I've, there's a few things I want to I actually chat about a little bit uh, before we launch right into our Christmas-themed stuff, but... Uh, I want to get your guys' take on the whole net neutrality decision that came down last week. Um, what do you What do you think about it, and what do you think the the long term implications might be for this, uh, both in the U.S. and here in Canada? Well, I mean, there there have already been places where uh, net neutrality has been eliminated. Portugal is a good example, uh, and based on their example, I don't think that anything's going to really be any different than what happened there, where the the big uh, telecom companies started uh, doing packages and blocking different services. Right. So, uh, what you're likely to see is you're likely to see, you know, a starter internet package that will get you access to uh, email, web browsing, um, but you won't be able to play, say, Netflix on it. Then they'll have a higher package that'll let you have Netflix, and then they'll have a higher package that'll let you have, you know, a couple other things, and you know, they could conceivably uh, cut off things like voice over IP um, you know so services like Skype or Google what's the new Google one uh, uh, Google Duo Google which Duo. We'll, we'll talk about in a minute um, so yeah I, you know it, 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 it's going to happen it, it will happen consumers will get screwed out of this another money grab yeah, yeah by big telecom well you know what strikes me as, as the real real problem with this is that you know over the past I don't even know. I keep I keep wanting to say fifteen years, but this is, is showing my age because it's probably a lot longer than that. But I mean, we've the, you know the internet has been built as this backbone to everything. Like it's sort of the portal to everything these days. I mean, just think about how screwed you feel when your Wi-Fi goes out or when you can't get a signal or your internet's out at home. Um, you feel completely isolated and sheltered, and you can't do anything. You can't, you can't uh, look anything up. You can't get information. You can't be entertained. You can't like so much is tied to your internet connection, and this is going to have a real impact on, on people because you know, especially if you think of, of how people are communicating with each other and through through um, um, you know voice IP and and video chatting and FaceTiming and stuff it's all been set up that you we just take that for granted and especially even with with AT specific things if you think about all the apps that have been developed for the visually impaired and and smart homes and the Google Home I mean all this stuff is all going to be sucking bandwidth and it, the end user is is going to be really affected by this because it just it you know your internet connection just permeates your entire life i mean to all of a sudden take it away as being a utility because i think that that's been the strength of of where we've been at for the past 15 years it's been treated as a utility it's like you know water uh heat everything else and i think that that's that's has been important as this setup for you know, being necessary for, for everybody's day-to-day -day life. And to now take that away and be like, oh, you know what? No, it's not a utility. It's just something we can, 
we can you know create these packages and we can you know we can dole them out as we see now yeah it's oh it's it's terrible well look at all the people lining up to boycott the internet now like none there is <laughs> well, nobody on because you can't you literally you can't. can't exactly it is so um central to our lives now that uh to to screw with it you would think would would have enormous repercussions but i don't know i i see a lot of people in the states just rolling over and taking it well yeah i don't know if that's because they they feel like what else can you do i don't know if the problem has historically been that a lot of people haven't understood it um and really i mean you know, I've heard people say things like, well, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know exactly how this is going to affect. So you're going to react as opposed to pro- be proactive about it. Right. But I mean, I feel like that's going to be that's going to be too late. You know, you can't. Well, I mean, that's south of the border as well, right? Our our Canadian FCC is just not going to put up with. They're not going to follow suit with what the U.S. does. But but we don't have all the same infrastructure in Canada that the U.S. has either. A lot of our internet gets rooted through the U.S., so it may impact us. Because it may be that Canadian ISPs have to. I mean, they're the, the trickle down effect is that you know if they're if they're piggybacking off, off U.S. ISPs, yeah, it could very well be that they're going to have to pass the, the. Um, expenses on to us the end users who who knows i mean i i don't know but it's uh i don't know it's scary yeah yeah indeed you know and, and honestly like in terms of netflix I, I mean i saw a great meme where someone had posted something along the lines of you know with with data caps and now net neutrality that's been that's been revoked you know what i i Buy some stock in Blockbuster again, because who knows? Maybe Blockbuster will come back. And you know what? That's not a crazy. That's not a crazy notion. Yeah, that's actually a crazy notion. No, <laughs> I don't think it is. I I think I'm gonna open a video store. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get ahead of the game. VHS. <clears throat> beta. Oh, don't get me started on beta. <laughs> I was a victim of the beta. Laser beta fiasco. Oh man. Oh yeah, whatever happened with laser discs, man? Yeah, they didn't last. No, just a little bit too ahead of its time. It just shows you good ideas that are that are that are too far ahead of their time. Anyways, okay. okay. Well, that's that was good. That's that was our net neutrality. So I don't know. Do all our neighbors in the south? Your Sorry. your net neutrality rant. Well, you guys helped a little bit. Uh, Ryan said nothing. What do you think of Ryan? Mm. What do you think about net neutrality being revoked I, in the United States? I totally agree. There's going to be a trickle down effect. You know, I'm already paying for cable, internet, and phone in the ballpark of you know two hundred dollars a month, and now if I'm going to have to tack Netflix costs on top of that, Spotify costs on top of that, Amazon Prime and video costs on top of that, it's going to get pretty expensive. That's true. So I'll have to wait and see That's what they true. do. I imagine, you know, what you describe, Steve, is probably what's going to happen, right? It's There's going to be a basic that's going to cover basically... Yeah, it'll be tiered. Yeah. yeah, basically internet surfing, email, like anything that's not multimedia heavy. And then a streaming package. And maybe, and maybe YouTube might be included in that. I don't know. Maybe not. And then maybe the step up to that would be to, uh, to include... Or alternatively, gaming. you but know, you, you buy the bottom tier, and if you go over... Your overage charges are huge. 
Yeah. Well, sure. Right? That's so, what the yeah, data they'll, camps. They'll let you. Um, they'll let you have YouTube on the basic package, but just watch how much stuff you're streaming. True. Yeah, that's true. And that's not even concerning like video gaming and stuff like that yeah. as well, right? That's a yeah. whole another uh, huge market. Um, and you know, you just think about how many things are completely dependent on you being online. Like, there's so much stuff out there, like, you know, I, I have Steam at home, and uh, I can't play any games if, if unless I'm connected to the net. Well, right. Yeah. Let, let's be a little more basic than that. How about accounting packages? Right. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, you and I, both of our businesses are using QuickBooks, yeah. and that's... Completely. Completely internet-based. Online. Yeah. Cloud, yeah. I mean, you know, they've introduced this, this notion of the cloud, and everybody's on the cloud now, and, and now... You gotta pay to be on the cloud. <laughs> right. Like, ah, uh, uh. yeah. Well, it just goes to show we're going to need to uh, start building more public networks and um, uh, mesh networks. You know, you know that may very well just be the the reaction that that happens. So, for for people out there that maybe aren't familiar with with what that means, can you describe that? Uh, or what, what a mesh, what a mesh network? network is? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no expert on it. Uh, my understanding of it is that um, you basically end up communicating point-to-point -point, uh, between different devices. So say you've got a router in your house. That router might talk to the next-door neighbor's router, which might be talking to the next-door neighbor's router, which might be talking to the next-door neighbor's, and, and forming its own little network. Like a bubble of connectivity. Themselves. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, you can set that up so that, that that mesh network is publicly available. So anybody within that area would be able to get onto that uh, that network. And then one person pays the bill. Well, the more interconnectivity you have between users of this mesh network, the, the less communication is actually done through the Internet itself. So... Um, if you can expand out these mesh networks over larger areas, and that's going to be the tricky part in a place like Canada because we would have so many dead areas where yeah. they wouldn't interconnect and you'd, you'd have to have hardwired in infrastructure to, uh, to link them together. But uh, in a more populous place, like, you know, say the state of New York, for example, you could have probably the entire state nearly covered with a mesh network. Potentially. Well, you know what? Just wait until 2018 and this will all go away again. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you think? Is that your, is that your prediction? I hope so. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there's our, there's our discussion of net neutrality. That's very Christmassy. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Santa, uh, all I want for Christmas oh. is net neutrality. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not getting that. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to one quick other thing that I may or may not leave in, depending on how the conversation goes. But I did notice that last week, uh, Seeing AI had a big update. Yes, it did. Did you see that, Ryan? Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, now, have you been using this? Nope. Okay. Uh, why? Because that's curiosity. For iPhone. Not it's for, for iPhone. Android. Oh, it's right. not available on okay. Android yet. Uh, okay. And some mind. of the features don't work on my iPhone 5C. You need at least the six to have all the features work. Ugh, that's so annoying. Yep. So annoying. I know we just we just 
published our our Apple episode last week, so we're supposed to still be good behavior. But, <laughs> but it's you yeah, know it's come on Microsoft, and you're now supporting seeing AI in thirty different countries. You're rolling out all these features. How hard can it be to develop an Android app unless sure. Google stopping them? You know? Well, let's but let's let's quickly go down to the the new features of the of the new uh, update. Um, so it looks like they've added. Currency recognition. Um, they've they've added currency recognition: U.S. dollars, Canadian dollars, British pounds, and euros. Nice. Uh, it can spot the color of specific colors, or sorry, they can it can spot the color of specific objects like clothes, um, and it is no longer restricted to just short printed text with handwriting recognition now part of its skill set. Yeah, I think that part is probably the single coolest feature right there because up until this point, there was nothing to allow people who are fully blind to, to access uh, handwriting. handwriting, with the exception of the Opticon, which of course has not been made for thousands of years. It'd be really interesting to actually have somebody write us with experience on the handwriting and see how well it works. Because mm-hmm. there's so many you know variations of, of style, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't. It, it boggles the mind mm-hmm. on how it can do that. And, uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to hear how well it works. Um, it can also now customize the voice that it uses to speak, and you can set how fast it talks. Um, and this is cool too. There's a musical light detector in it now that uh, produces an audible tone if um, the app detects that there's a light on. Oh, cool. So you don't have to, you don't have to burn your fingers on a light bulb if, uh, <laughs> to check whether it's on or not. You can just use the app. So all in all, pretty good. I mean, it's that's pretty amazing that they're still really continuing to develop, develop it yep. and coming out with you know pretty amazing new features on a regular basis. So this could really be the app that that uh, to beat. It'd be the app of the year for sure. Yeah. Yep. Just need an Android version, Microsoft. Well, yeah, it'd be interesting to know uh, whether or not uh, when when they're thinking that's going to roll out. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're working on it. Well, um, I think the problem, too, is there's so many variations on Android, right? Not everybody's using the same version of Android. There's so many different screen sizes. You know, how do you support that? You kind of have to draw a line in the sand somewhere and say, we're only going to support Lollipop or Marshmallow, whereas iPhones, it's pretty much iOS 10 or 11. You know, it's all one platform. So it's probably easier for iOS. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Well, that's because they, they, stuff just won't work on older <laughs> iPhones, right? That's true. So, anyways. So, Ryan, have you seen, I, I've seen advertisements now for this, um, I guess Google has a Skype competitor called Google Duo? I've heard of it. I haven't used it. I haven't downloaded the app, but I think it's basically... You know, another one of, in my opinion, you know, Google's mess of messaging. You know, they've got Allo, they've got Duo, they've got Hangouts, they've got their own messaging app. They've got, I think, six or seven, if not more, different ways of communicating with people. It's getting pretty confusing. Well, I don't know. I think you're right. I, I get the sense that Google has a real unique way of rolling things out. Um, and I get the sense that they kind of roll stuff out and just kind of see, see how sticks. it goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're right. They do have so many products and they just seem to come out and like, you know, Google Plus was, was and Google Hangouts, all that stuff was very much the same way. That They just kind of showed up one day 
and they I mean they tried to make a run with Google Plus and of course we know how that worked out but um, they don't they don't necessarily always make a big splash um, like the way that say Apple does when Apple releases a new product I mean when Apple releases a new product it's been completely refined tested it's ready to go and it usually is pretty amazing but you know there again i think google like you said has a tendency to throw things at the wall see what sticks and until they make a decision on what's going to stick or what has stuck you know we we're stuck with you know seven different ways of messaging somebody so if i want to get in touch with you you have to have duo if i want to get in touch with steve we both have to have allo I want to get in touch with Rick, it's got to be Hangouts. You know, like, let's just do what Apple does and have one messaging app. Well, that's, but I, I do think, I, I do really think that the market now actually needs something to replace Skype. Because I feel like Skype's on the way out. Skype for home users, yes. The Skype for business is, is still a thing. But, you know, I think with products like Zoom, we don't need Skype anymore. You know, and FaceTime is great, but, I mean, that's, again, that's only if, if both iOS. users have an, have an iPhone. So there definitely needs to be a a competitor to Skype for for people using Android. So I, I think it's pretty cool. I'm definitely going to download it and try it out over the holidays. Oh, yeah? Well, Google Google Duo isn't just for Android; it's uh, also for iPhone. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. See, smart. Look at that. Look at that. See, we just use the internet for good. Yeah, that's right. They'll be throttling access to it. That's right. Of course, you'll you'll need to buy the premium package right, at your ISP in order to use Google. Make Duo, sure you ask for the AT banter package. That's right. That's right. We get a kickback. We wish all of us whispering in your ear because you paid for the premium package. Another piece of good news. Yep. I don't know if you've added it or not, but for those of you who have a Google Home device, you can now listen to AT banter on your Google Home. Woohoo! You Yay. can actually say, hey G, play at Banter Podcast, and it will play our podcast. Whoa, fancy. About time. Hold on, Steve's gonna try it. Hey Google, play at Banter Podcast. That's us. Look at that. How about that? Nice. It only took Google six to eight months to get us added. All right. <laughs> Way to go, it Google. It also started playing on my phone, too. Oh, did it? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. All right. Well, that's enough news. That's enough boring stuff. Let's get to Christmas, shall we? Jingle that's bell, a week jingle away. bell, What's jingle rush? bell rock. Because it's, it's our Christmas episode. What do you mean? What's our... All right. Ryan. Rob. What are we doing today? We're talking Christmas. Christmas. Well, yeah. Yeah. Christmas. We're, We're talking Christmas. Presents. Okay. Yeah. okay. Christmas Merry and Christmas. Ignis. You, uh, know, you know why they didn't... Bethlehem wasn't found in Newfoundland? Because they couldn't find three wise men and a virgin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Look at that. We got Christmas content and Canadian content. <laughs> and Newfie jokes. Yay. All in one. Right off the hop. Apologies to everyone in Newfoundland. <laughs> no, we don't need to apologize. <laughs> Rick happens to be from Newfoundland, so... You know. He's allowed. Yeah. He's allowed to do it. It's not casual racism. No, it's, it's not. It's mere observation. <laughs> no, it's first-hand knowledge. <laughs> 
who's my daddy? <laughs> they were working on the three wise men. They, they were just plumb out of luck for the virgin. Are you my mommy? <laughs> uh, what do we want to do first? Do we, are, we, are we doing these this present thing this first? This present, present exchange thing? So I guess well, let's set this up. Uh, so what we've done, we as, as last year, we each went out and bought a present um, that was age appropriate. We said a 14-year-old teen. Yep. and uh, or, or below, right? Or below. Yeah. And we're going to open those presents that we've given to each other, and then we're going to donate them to a toy bank. Exactly. Exactamundo. Not a piggy bank. Nope. nope. Toy bank. Yep. Not Correct. a food bank. Nope. Not, not a sperm bank. Nope. Toy Maybe bank. you. <laughs> not the Bank of Montreal. Nope. nope. <laughs> not the seed bank. Nope. Not the TV bank. Uh, not the... Not the food bank. Mm. No, we covered that I'm one. Out, Did you? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Mm. Not the riverbank. <laughs> oh, nice. Well done. That would be literate. Let's just do this for the next 30 minutes and see how many people we can get off. get off our subscribed list. Okay, well, we're off bank. Somebody else give a word. No. Okay, let's not play this game. Not, All right. Somebody open. Bank. Ryan, open. Snowbank. Bank. There you go. Okay, huh? well, let's just. let's just. Okay, hold on. Where are you going? Okay, Ryan is going to open the first present, I which have is the first lovely. Present. It's a lovely wrapping job, and this comes uh, from uh, you, I believe, Rick. It is. Wow. Okay, Fancy. open it. I've got a bunch of presents, Rick. You want to wrap them for me? Nope. Want to wrap them? Yeah, I've got presents from Linda. I got to wrap. It's good work. Crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. There's an amazing amount of plastic in that paper. Yeah, there oh, is. Oh, uh, it is. Oh, it's a oh, classic. Oh, yes, that is a absolutely. classic. That can be played by. It's, that can be played by anybody from Jenga. Thirty down. Yep. Is it Jenga? Yeah, Jenga. Jenga. Pretty good, you eh? Know, yeah. You know. I just felt the size of the box and. Wow, we. Yeah, right. All right. Some kid Thank is you. going to be very happy, and some adult is going to be very displeased. No, no, adults no, can play too. Absolutely. Yeah, but who right. wants to clean that up? If it's, it's an all-adult game and you knock the thing over, you have to take a drink. <laughs> that right. is actually that would be actually fun. It's maybe it's you a, should keep that right. It's a blast. All right, so we had a forty-dollar limit, and went, Linda went and bought three gifts that equaled forty dollars. So oh, wow. <laughs> okay, wow. So we'll three. pass that around. Okay. I don't, I don't care who opens it. Rob, that'll go to you. There you go. I get the big one. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Here we go. All right. Rob is tearing the paper. He's using his teeth. Oh, oh, it's perfect. It's perfect for you, Rob. Oh. It's a Barbie doll. Oh man. Is it? Yeah. It's it's <laughs> Barbie. It's Barbie, and she's in a pink uh, convertible. It looks like it might be a Mazda. I'm not sure. Uh, very cool. I love it. Excellent. She's, she's kind of hot. She's got the sleeveless dress going. It's working for her. <laughs> is it a short sleeveless dress? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Okay. Remember, remember, these are going to the toy bank, not the spank bank. Spank bank. Nice. Well, another good addition. Wait. A... <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, we, we just lost Rick. <laughs> we just, are we sure? Maybe we should have drinks. <laughs> Lung butter. Oh my! <laughs> uh, there's there's pop or something in the fridge. I've never seen this kind of a paint job on a car though. It's kind of glitter. Yeah. It's uh. It's called fire mist finish. 
and they do exist. Oh, is that right? It is. Oh, wow! Look at look at Barbie. But I have to I have to say, it's the 21st century. Barbie is wearing her seatbelt. You that's notice that? Right. Look at that. That's She's wearing right. her seatbelt. Safety first. See, it is safety first. So that's that's pretty cool. Excellent. I'm not sure why they'd put okay, a seatbelt in a convertible. But. Somebody's going to be very happy about that. All right, who's next? Uh, Rick, why don't you get up and grab that one? Oh, wait. Okay, thud. Thud smack. Smack thud. It's light. There's a lot of plastic in this paper, too. And he's using his toenails to rip the paper open. Wow, there's a long toenails. <laughs> he's throwing paper at the blind guy. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, that was obviously supposed to go to me. What? Whoa, hold on. Whoa, Pose X-Wing Fighter. Wow. I might want that. Poe Demeron. <laughs> hey, does it light up and stuff? Does it make noise? It, it, it fires little missiles. Holy crap. Rob can fire them at his cat. Yeah. That's right. There's yeah. a graphic here. It looks like Poe was doing the... When I was, <laughs> But that's okay. When, when I was shopping, I, uh, I, I stumbled into this and I thought, that's perfect because when I was a kid, I had model rockets. And one of my favorite model rockets was an X-Wing fighter. Hmm. And let me tell you, that X-Wing fighter was the most fragile goddamn model rocket <laughs> that you've ever seen. Every single time it landed, it didn't matter how big a parachute you put on the thing, one of those wings would bust off and you'd have to glue it again. But I loved that rocket. Uh-huh. Nice. Yep. That's, yeah, that's that's quality. That's Good that's job. Good job. Whoever. Good stuff. Uh, okay, well, on that note here, give that to Ryan. No, Steve's got to open one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I got to open one. Okay. Do you want Ryan to open that one? Yeah, I want I want Ryan to open this one because he can't see my crappy wrapping job. Oh, okay. All right, here. He wrapped it himself. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You think? <laughs> it, in, wow. in the paper from yours. <laughs> it's Beautiful. all about recycling. I'm trying to save the planet. And Beautiful. Look at that. Oh, and it's got a nice internal plastic bag, too. That's wow, right. Fancy. So I know. And it's, it's got a beautiful, beautiful Walmart stencil on it. <laughs> That's okay. You just you just ask Rob if he's going to use the bag later on and to walk oh, your dog. Yeah, look at that. It's a lovely pop figurine uh, of Chewbacca and a Porg. Is that what that is? Nice. A Porg? Yeah, it's a Porg. I was wondering what that was. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Uh-huh. I'm sensing a theme. I know. You'd think the Star Wars, new Star Wars movie had just come out. Maybe. Okay, yeah. who's next? Like that. Steve's got to open one. Me, me, pick me. Okay, pick well, me. You, you have all the presents there, yeah, Santa. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're the only one with presents left here. Oh, okay. All right. Incidentally, feel free to, feel free to email us and tell us if this is at all entertaining <laughs> to listen to. <laughs> All right. Steve is tearing open his present. Uh, it, oh, hey. That's and and cool. I have a create-your-own-window art, and it'll make 20 works of art. See, for you, that's perfect, because you're, like, you're creative. You're like artsy artist. fartsy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's me. I'm totally, I'm totally window-arty. You could be. You know what? I think next year, next year we, I think we should implement a rule that you have to shop for yourself. <laughs> no fair sending Linda out to do this because that's actually a good present. I want to see something Ryan picked out. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, you who wants take, the last you one? You can take right, no, Linda no, we, with we you. Should have, we should have to uh, fight for that one, I think. All right, yeah. so the three of you can fight oh, wait, over well, the so last explain, present. Uh, tell us what that, what, what is it? Steve, what what did what was that that you just opened? This, this one, this is window art. It makes uh, it makes these makes uh, plastic nice little, sta- plastic stained glass things. Yeah, you can you can hang <laughs> from your window and you can see through them. They're bright, they're cheery. There's butterflies and sunshine and and love and peace and and a rainbow. That is pretty sweet. It, my my pretty kids sweet. had one as kids, and they left their mother's iron on top of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do great things for the iron, <laughs> or or the kit, I imagine. <laughs> Probably not. Okay, what, what's All up? Right. Last one. All right, Who I gets think, it? Last one, you guys can flip a coin. Or, rock, rock, paper, scissors. Or do All shots right. for it. No, rock, rock. paper, lizard, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. Okay. I don't know how to... Oh, wait, hold on. I don't know how to play that. What <laughs> is right. that? That's from Big Bang Theory. It oh, gets really shut confusing. Up. Okay, <laughs> just, just, just stick with the original three. One, okay, wait, wait, wait. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Oh, sweet. Oh, paper covers okay, rock. No, okay, okay, I win, so I win. Okay, Rick, you in on this? No. Oh, come on. No. You got your chance. No. No. All, All right. right, go for it. And the last present. Steve won right, the good. rock, paper, scissors round. Here goes. He is ripping open the paper. You can, you can tell I'm very, uh, I'm very cautious it. about the paper. Ooh. He's shredding it. Oh, this is a Crayola kit. An amazing art case. It's a case, and it comes with all kinds of stuff. See back for complete list of contents. Okay, back. How did you? What do you it, got? All three of the, the that had to be worth forty dollars in and of itself. No, you guys went over. No, I don't think so. This comes with a carrying case, a twenty-page coloring book, twelve short colored pencils, five watercolor paints, eight crayons, six washable super tip markers, five poster paints, three folders, two card stencils. One paintbrush, one stars stamper, one sticker sheet, one HP pencil, one pencil sharpener, one eraser, 20 colored paper clips, one handwriting pen with black washable ink. Wow. wow. So if you have a white cat, <laughs> <laughs> don't will. select this go. for your children. There you go. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well done, boys. Good job. Alrighty. We will have. We, we some, made some children happy. We will have some happy kids. I mean, we will have unhappy podcast <coughs> listeners, but we'll have happy children. So that's all the <laughs> now I can I can drop those off at the toy bank. Yeah. Okay, perfect. yeah, that'd be perfect because my my buddy's not doing okay. the toy drive this year. So. Okay. okay, well that's perfect because um, Capilano Rugby Club has done one, and they're just in the process. They did theirs on the weekend past, and Chris I think is going in to grab the stuff tomorrow, I believe, to take it over to the toy drive. So perfect. I'll drop this off with him tonight. Wonderful. Excellent. So there you go. And that ends the wrapping paper segment. That's right. So you can your ears are now safe. We think. Maybe. Uh, yeah. This was it, we we were kind of missing booze for this one. We really should have got half lit for this. We could have. No. I thought of another one. lit. No. Tyra Banks? No. What what about <laughs> what? We're back on the banks. <laughs> oh, nice. the riverbank. Yeah, yeah. Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. Nice, yeah. Nicely yeah. done. Yeah. See, I got this this cold slash flu slash whatever the hell it is at the perfect time. Yeah. Because I'm not allowed to drink. Oh, okay. So I have an excuse. There That's you go. That's right. Well, we can just give you some cough medicine. That's no, I got best plenty thing. of that on board. Yeah. Uh, Piggy bank. So Ryan. I think you had some you had some uh, some topics that uh, you suggested. So why don't you throw 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 a couple out there? 
Well, one of the topic was, and I didn't look up the answer to this, but where did Christmas crackers come from? You mean those things that we did last night? The things we snapped last night, yeah. Where, what, like what country? Where did they originate? Wait, is that an actual question? Like, yeah. Do you know the answer no, to I this? No, I don't. That's oh, what I'm okay. saying. I so didn't look just, it up this morning. I feel like that's European. Where did the Christmas crackers right. come from? Uh, it's got to be a European thing. I'm Googling. The little snapper crackers. Google. With the little presents inside. Where did Christmas crackers originate? I have it. Let's see who's faster, the human or... The history of Christmas crackers. Oh, right. the human wins. Christmas crackers are a tradition... Uh, yeah. Okay, Christmas crackers are a traditional Christmas favorite in the UK. They were first made in about 1845 to 1850 by a London sweet maker called Tom Smith. He was he had seen the French bonbon sweets, almonds wrapped in pretty paper. He came back to London and tried selling sweets like that in England, but also included a small motto or riddle in with the sweet. But they didn't sell very well. Legend says that one night while he was sitting in front of his log fire, he became interested by the sparks and cracks coming from the fire. Suddenly, he thought, what a fun idea it would be if his sweets and toys could be opened with a crack when their fancy wrappers were pulled in half. Crackers were originally called Cossacks and were thought to be named after the Cossack soldiers who had a reputation for riding on their horses and firing guns into the air. When Tom (laughs) died... His expanding cracker business was taken over by his three sons, Tom, Walter, and Henry. Walter introduced the hats into crackers, and he also traveled around the world looking for new ideas for gifts to put in the crackers. Uh, okay, What? Uh, let's see, what else did you email me here? Last night at the Christmas party, we talked about what was your worst Christmas as a topic. Oh yeah, we did talk, mention that as a topic. Do we want to get all bummed out? <laughs> yeah. Now, now that Clearly. we've been upbeat. Sure. Okay. You, you start, Steve. Okay, my worst Christmas was probably when my parents separated about, I think it was two or three days before Christmas. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It, it all started with my mom coming and handing me a bird feeder that she said was going to be my gift to my grandfather. And I said, well, but I want to buy something myself for my grandfather. And she freaked out on me. And then that turned into a huge fight between her and my dad. And then next thing I knew, my dad and I were heading off to a hotel. <laughs> wow. And we're going to it, Super 8. Yeah. And uh, the next day we rented an apartment. And uh, we stayed in that apartment for probably about a year before my mom and dad got back together. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. And then uh, then they split up again right after I graduated. But I, I preceded them out of the house. I left the house first. Yeah. I, like Within a week of graduation, I moved out. And yep. then, uh, and then uh, yeah, my dad moved out after me. <laughs> wow. So, and they were, they were apart for probably two years that time and got back together again. Hmm. Okay, you win. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good idea for a topic, right? That's a real buzzkill. <laughs> what I mean, I don't know. Where do we, where do we, what, what's some follow-up questions to that? Like, did did the hotel have a pool? Like, able to, and did I, you have like a Christmas it, dip? They they did have a, a pool. It was that's an pretty, outdoor pool. That's which pretty was, sweet. Which was unheated. Okay, well, not and it so was good. December, so you know, a little chilly. Yeah. The nads did the migration thing. Did no, you get, that's did, so great. Yeah. 
Did you get like a little one of those continental Christmas breakfasts? No. Is they for free? No. Those complimentary <laughs> donuts? Nothing like that, no. Damn. There's little, little packets of instant coffee in the room. Did, did you get to keep the bird feeder? No. Hey, <laughs> okay, well. I think that was it, a pretty sucky I think year. It did, I think it did end up going to my grandfather and he never built it. No? No. See, that makes my worst Christmas story seem really vapid. Because <laughs> my worst Christmas story is, is, or my worst worst Christmas was probably the Christmas where I asked for uh, those Kenner Star Wars figures. And I wanted like Luke Skywalker and Han Solo because I had all kinds of adventures in mind for them. <laughs> and then I got, actually got Stormtrooper, a Stormtrooper and Chewbacca, which completely derailed me because I was like, how, what scenarios am I going to do with, with a Stormtrooper and Chewbacca? How am I playing with this? Like, <laughs> like you can only come up with like a ten year old a ten year old mind can only come up with so many like okay I guess they crash land together <laughs> on a planet and then they have to learn to work together and then eventually they fall in love <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> come on over here big boy <laughs> I don't so that why was why can't I quit you <laughs> uh, okay anybody else have anything to add any fuel to the fire. My my worst Christmas, and it really is pretty lame compared to your guys's, but all of us kids, there were four of us in the family, got little mesh stockings of coal one year for Christmas. Really? Little Somebody actually gave you coal? Mom and Dad. Really? Yep. Wow, they're hardcore. Ah, there yep. you go, you rat bastard. That's That'll right. straighten you out. That's right. Yep. That was the worst. Was mm. that all you got? That was it. That was it? Yep. What? Just a little mesh stocking bag of pieces it of coal. Yeah. What the hell did you do that year? <laughs> Played with coal. Lit the cat on fire. No, I mean, I mean before that. <laughs> Honestly, don't remember. I didn't think it was a bad year. Yeah, it turns out but, they did. They yeah. did. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, like, that's, I don't remember. Yeah. You can't do that. You yeah, can't actually give your kids coal. Yeah. Like, I don't, you, these days you can't even threaten to give them coal. Oh, sure you can. No, no, no they'll, call, can. they'll call children services. I don't think you can. Oh, yeah. That's like... That's like borderline abuse if to threat like i actually read an article about about uh debating whether or not you should lie to your children about santa Claus. oh mm. incidentally spoiler warning for anyone who's like under 10 who's listening to this <laughs> podcast <laughs> santa claus isn't real sorry uh no but they were actually debating on whether or not there was something to you know to be said psychological abuse yeah about about lying to your children yep. about santa claus and it actually made me think i was like yeah i mean part of me thinks okay that's ridiculous but there is another part of me that's like thinking back to like me as an 11 year old finding that out going yeah i guess i did kind of like that did kind of shake my kind of bummed you out a bit not it didn't bum me out but i was just like well what else are they lying about hmm. you know like what okay if you can if you can lie to me about that yeah. although i do remember my reaction my initial reaction was was even i was even like i don't think i believed them at first hmm. i was like no I, okay so what you're saying is like you're subcontracted out from santa claus like he like you buy the presents but he tells you what to buy because he can't <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't have time to go to the mall. Is that what you're, is that what you're trying to tell me? And no, there's 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 no Santa Claus. No, but it was it was an interesting. I don't know. I thought it was a little bit of a, a thought provoking article and made me maybe sort of stop and think. I mean, I think that the the 
the nuts and bolts of it is it's 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 a little bit ridiculous and a little bit takes things a little bit too far but you know it is interesting in this climate where people are like well you shouldn't lie to your kids and you shouldn't even really use santa as bait as as bait or as you know saying that oh you better be good or else yeah. santa's not going to bring you anything like people are actually questioning that type of philosophy and well that. the whole elf on the mm. shelf thing that happened a few years ago what right? was that there's this toy or stuff thing you can get called elf on the shelf and you basically threaten your kids saying the elf on the shelf is watching you yeah really yeah. i didn't hear that yeah i yeah. uh, see i don't know that is a bit creepy yeah, absolutely. like like we're already complaining that that our society is a little bit like 1984-esque in the news in the last few weeks there was a school who had up a christmas tree and there was a girl who is you know i guess junior high whatever she took was. offense to it didn't take offense to it but there was she was she she was Jewish, I think, and there was no menorah. And so they went to the superintendent, and the school wasn't going to do anything about it. They just said, well, you know, we got the Christmas tree up. That's what it, it's the way it is. And at the end of the discussion, they ended up, you know, incorporating her religious symbols or Christmas symbols, the menorah or whatever it was, mm-hmm. in the school as well. Do you think schools should actually put any sort of Christmas decorations up or should they just be a neutral place? I have a reply to that. Okay, go away. When my youngest was at Lynn Valley School Elementary, they put up a Christmas tree and everybody from other religions were asked what they would hang on a Christmas tree at this time of the year and were asked to bring something from their religion to hang on the Christmas tree. And that incorporated everybody. Mm, that's interesting. That's, that's smart. A, that's, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, like the actual, an actual Christmas tree, though, is that actually? It's pagan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. not even really tied it's to no no. Christianity no. at no. all. So, I mean, no. it is kind of a neutral. They were in Jerusalem. There are no Christmas trees in Jerusalem. That's right. I mean, mm. so so by default, a lot of the stuff that that or we consider our staples of Christmas, a lot of that stuff, is, it's all commercialism. Yeah, and mm-hmm. a lot of it is neutral. Like it's it doesn't necessarily tie into um you know the 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 christian you know did, aspect of did did you know that christmas was illegal in the united states up until 1836 i did not no yep it was considered a pagan holiday pagan, and, pagan uh, ritual improper in a christian nation hmm. wasn't it wasn't santa claus invented by coca-cola no <laughs> no santa claus is actually well, there's a there's a bunch of potential origins for Santa Claus. Oh wait, that's uh, right, the Norwegian, isn't there? Cinder Claus. Yeah, uh, I I believe the the furthest one back would be Odin because Odin was a uh, bringer of gifts, um, and a lot of the newer ones may be modeled off of him. But then there's also uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Saint Nicholas, who was a uh, uh, priest or who uh, who gave gifts. Um, yeah, there, there's a bunch, but no, Coca-Cola did not invent Santa Claus. What Coca-Cola no, invented was his outfit. That's okay. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. That's what I'm thinking. Really? In, as, it, as it's popularized today. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's sort of an iconic picture of Santa drinking a Coke. Right. That, that's right. Goes way back. And I think that that was, that's the actual image. But everything that, prior to that, he had on a long robe. Right. With ringed around with fur, not one that came to his thighs. Right. And red pants and black boots. So thank you, Coke. How about Krampus? Nobody nobody talks about Krampus anymore. 
don't know. I saw the horror movie. I don't Did know. What, what's what? Like, cause, well, explain to people who may not know what Krampus is. Krampus is this critter that runs around at Christmas time, taking away the uh, the bad children. Like he he makes off with them in the night. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe that's why Ryan got the lump of coal. That was the. Uh... <laughs> well, I'm thinking. You know, you think the elf on the shelf is a little intimidating. <laughs> if you're not good, Krampus is going to steal you out of your bed and run off with mm-hmm. you. It's like, yeah. Oh, jeez. Put you to work. Yeah. Put you to work at the White House. And you'll, have to, you'll have to. You'll have to get in front of reporters and and give White House press briefings every day. There were times that I wish Krampus reigned supreme in my house. I got to tell you, <laughs> as I had kids growing up. Uh, yeah, I don't know why that uh, that didn't that didn't really get get a boost in popularity, Steve. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, all right, fine, fine, be like that. Um, <laughs> Do any of you have any holiday traditions? Yes. I mean, like currently? Caroling on Christmas yeah, Eve. Yeah, like an- annual Christmas traditions that you do every year as a family or as, as an individual. Caroling on Christmas Eve. Do you? Yeah. When we were overseas, we even rented a 40-foot container, 40-foot freezer, and set up a Christmas tree and put our mitts on <laughs> and went caroling on Christmas Eve when we were inside town. Oh. <laughs> no? Yeah. Okay, that's a little silly. I like it. <laughs> it was 80 degrees outside. We weren't going to carol outside. <laughs> Ate hot chocolate and hmm. well, stood around a Christmas tree plugged in. Frost coming out of the freezer unit. And it's like, we're there. <laughs> Go outside every few minutes to thaw out. Come back in. <laughs> but yeah, we go every year to uh, Lionsgate Hospital for the last some time now and uh, go to the different wards through the hospital and then go over to the uh, mental health unit and then go over to the hospice and we carol um, uh. there's a, a, one of the nurses sets it up and we spend three four hours just walking around caroling uh i think that well i mean growing up i mean we had a couple uh i mean i certainly remember even like as young as five or six um it was the one time a year where my mom would feed me that strawberry liqueur stuff <laughs> and ice cream. So it became a tradition that, I, you know, as a six-year-old, uh, Christmas was was when I would get half lit. <laughs> uh, but but also, uh, we used to be one of those people that um, used to get to open one present on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people yeah. yep. used to do that, but... Uh, but I, but I do remember a couple years where that actually devolved into just like a feeding frenzy of just starting to open all the presents. And there was a couple years where we actually opened up all the presents on Christmas Eve because once you open one present, it's really hard to stop. We always decided that we would open, you could open your stockings Christmas Eve. Oh, really? And then the presents would be Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, we let the kids have one present. Uh, Christmas Eve and it's always pajamas. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, no, they know That's they're cruel. they know they're getting pajamas, but Jackie gets fairly creative with the pajama selection, so mm. you know they're usually entertaining in some way. Mm. So, mm. like you know, last year I think Mike got a, a shark onesie. <laughs> well, actually, that that would be cool. As adults, I'm, I would be far more excited about pajamas as an adult as than I would as. I've been as a kid. And it's pretty entertaining watching your 19-year-old son walk around as a plush shark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Well, we watched your... How old is Abby? Uh, 17. 
walk around as a skeleton yesterday in her her onesie. Onesie, onesie yeah. I think she might have got that last year. <laughs> but the, I don't know. The, I feel like the new onesies, though, they don't have the flap in the back. I feel like... No, they're not Stanfields. Yeah, but I feel like those are. that's important. I feel like the new onesies, <laughs> they, need, they need to have that flap. That escape hatch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> the ventilation. <laughs> That's right. This can get pretty warm. Those plush. Yeah, we've lost Rick again. Ah, <laughs> uh, Ryan, I got a question for you, sir. Fire away. What is? What's your favorite Christmas treat? I have two. Okay, go. Butter tarts and whipped shortbread cookies. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on the shortbread cookies. I think that's mine. I don't like the hard-pressed ones. They've got to be really yeah. light. They gotta, fluffy. They, 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 they got to melt in your mouth. Yeah. Fluffy, yeah. Butter yeah. shortbreads. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Those are so good. Walkers. I like walkers shortbreads. Mm. I mm. tried making shortbread about two years ago. I find mine are heavy. <laughs> I didn't find mine were heavy. I found mine were really flat and spread out. <laughs> they turned more into sugar brittle. Sugar brittle. <laughs> wow, hold on. There's a new recipe there. I like the sound of that. Sugar that brittle. Has some, that has some potential, sugar brittle. Yeah, yeah. you would have liked these then. <laughs> yeah, I always found that mine were, flat. mine were quite hard. Yeah, my mom used to make an excellent shortbread, and I've never, never duplicated her recipe. Hmm. There's just there's something about you know, once somebody has it perfected, yeah, it's, so there's good. something they do to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any difference what you write down on a piece of paper. You're never going to replicate it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, my mom can make awesome shortbread. I've never figured it out. My uh, my mother-in-law makes pfeffenus. What it's a, it's is a, that? It's a German cookie. Uh, and uh, it's made well. There's different ways of making it. I've seen a couple different recipes for pfeffenus, and uh, uh, the traditional German recipe is really unlike the way that she makes them. Uh, she uh, grinds up uh, raisins and almonds, I think, and makes it into a paste. And then you have to refrigerate that paste for like ten days or something, and then you take it out and form it into cookies and you um uh, put icing sugar on top of it wow yeah it's really good oh, sorry what are they called again Fefanus. Fefanus. wow interesting yes europeans man they they're serious about their tree they i mean it really takes some dedication I and mean, it takes 10 days to i mean they they commit yep. to their treats i mean we're we're just like we're we think it's a big thing instant it, gratification yeah, is what we are it takes two hours to make a, a christmas cake Okay, Christmas cake, yay or nay? Well, light Christmas cake. I don't like dark. Yeah, I'm not, uh, not a big fan, but I will I eat it. Well, what I don't know what what do you consider a Christmas cake? Like what? Like the, you have a fruit cake? Fruit, yeah. yeah the fruit oh fruit, no, the those alcohol, are terrible. Cherries. No, no, <laughs> no, no <laughs> place in the world. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> That's yeah. got to be a North American thing, right? No, nope. I I think it's no? a survival German. thing. I think it's German a, again, eh? German yeah. Christmas cake. I, I, I think that they. They take all that stuff and they put it into a hard lump like that so that it'll last for you yeah. know, the rest of the winter. Right. And they can cut pieces off of it and go, oh, God, I hate this stuff. <laughs> but, this is terrible. But, but it's all we have left. <laughs> I feel like a lot of this stuff came out of the war. <laughs> I feel like. It could be. 
You know, it was funny because when we went out to Jackie's mom's place to to we we actually went out so that uh, Jackie and a couple of her friends could learn how to make these fefanuses, and uh, we went out Remembrance Day. So on Remembrance Day, we had a British woman who survived the Blitz in England uh, teaching us how to make German cookies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And then you need the dough. <laughs> and you pretend it's a Nazi. <laughs> you pound it. <laughs> like they pounded us with those bombs. They killed my dog. <laughs> oh my, we're getting hate mail. It's going dark. Too soon? Christmas is going dark. It's always too soon. <laughs> yeah, really. It's, Oh, boy. Uh, oh, it's 2017. Right. Surely we can talk about punching Nazis. That's right. Exactly. I thought they were, they were back in the news not That's too right. long ago in Charlottesville. Oh, it's, it's funny, you know, um, we've just finished our Christmas series with choir. And the one that always sticks in my mind that's probably one of my favorites, being that has a military bent to it, is the one called uh, Christmas in the Trenches. Mm-hmm. If you ever get the chance, YouTube it. Yeah, um, it's a it's a beautiful piece of music with a beautiful story behind it. Hmm. Is is that so. the is that the is that the sort of a the story about the World War One? Well, it's a story about the kid who comes home from school um, to find that the war has started, and they're conscripting uh, graduate kids, so he goes off to war. And um, Christmas Eve, they're in the trenches. And all of a sudden, you know, they hear the voice of one of the Germans singing Silent Night. Right. And they they start caroling together and they play a game of soccer. And then the next day they go back to their trenches and they right. go back to the war. Right. Um, but but and, that's based on a real event. Yeah, though, it is. It? Yeah, right. it is. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And it's very, this time of the year, when, you know, some of us are look back retrospectively on some of the poorer years that we've had. It really strikes a chord for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to YouTube that later. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Christmas in the Trenches. You guys got any other favorite Christmas and l- and like shows or Steve's Steve's Christmas at the at the Super Eight? <laughs> the, the, the other, it's a great Christmas carol. Too. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> I, can't resist. I thought you were going to say there's a YouTube video about that. <laughs> Steve's Christmas it was the Super Eight. It was actually, uh, it was actually the Maple Motor Lodge on, <laughs> on, on Capilano Road, and the outside pool was a rink at that point. Oh God! No, I find that funny. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault for sharing. <laughs> you knew better. Uh, okay, sorry. What was the question, Steve? You had a question. Yeah, favorite favorite Christmas shows. You got any favorite Christmas shows or Ooh. movies? Of course, of course. Okay. Well, before we talk about that, I just, this and we, this is kind of tan- tangentially tied. Uh, I saw in the bookstore today there is a diehard children's. Um, Christmas book that that recreates Die Hard like as a, as a kids book. Nice and, and sort of in the theme of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Looks brilliant. Did you buy it? No, Die I, Hard. I almost like, thought was the movie Die, Die Hard. Die Hard? Yeah, was this at the mall? Yeah, 
Is that Kohl's at Lowheed? Yep. Oh, I'm I'm so going to get that. <laughs> yeah, you should. I, I yeah, it's it looks amazing. No, I've got uh, my my brother-in-law Bob for the two kids that he lives yeah. with. They they need that story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um. Anyways, well, so I'll, I'll I'm going to go on record then in saying that Die Hard is is probably my favorite uh, holiday holiday movie. Excellent. Excellent. Mine's right. always the classic National Lampoon's Christmas. Oh, that's a good one too. Christmas vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's always my go-to. Yeah, yeah. I got a soft spot for uh, uh, "It's a Wonderful Life." Mm-hmm. Mm. James Stewart. I always like Jimmy yep. Stewart. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little too sentimental for me. It is pretty sentimental. Yeah. Yeah. Rick, don't I have one? No. Although I have to say, Scrooge might be my a good runner-up. Scrooge is entertaining. Yeah. And every year you've got to watch the Alistair Sims version of uh, A Christmas Carol, right? That, that's a must-watch. Just terrific movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think, guys? Are we Christmased out? Yeah, Anybody let's put a, put a fork in this pig. Let's put a bow on it? Yeah. Uh, all right, well, do we have any sort of seasonal messages for our listeners? Yeah. Well, to friends and family near and far, Merry Christmas. Ryan? Yeah. For all of you, who, <laughs> yeah, well, for all yeah. of you who have hung out for another year of our annual Christmas show, you know we wish you the very best of the holiday season. Thanks for listening. And no matter uh, what you're celebrating this time of year, or if you're not celebrating anything, uh, we wish you all the best and a very, very happy 2018. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening in. Uh, happy holidays out there. And uh, we'll see everybody in the new year, 2018. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Music provided by bensound.com.